0: InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's your host, Chris Whitting. Have you ever looked at the label on a packaged food item and wondered what all those strange-sounding ingredients are? More importantly, if you're a parent, have you ever been concerned about just what's in the food you're giving your children? And the question gets more serious if your kids have food allergies. To shed some light on this subject, let's welcome Ann Munoz Furlong to InfoTrack. Thank you. You're CEO and founder of the Food Allergy and Anaphylaxis Network, which is a nonprofit group providing information about food allergies. Now, first of all, when it comes to food allergies in the United States, how big a problem are we talking about here?
1: Well, when we're talking about food allergy in the U.S., this is a growing public health policy problem. We've got 12 million Americans who have a food allergy. For most of these people, the entire family is avoiding that food. So the impact is two to three or maybe four times the size of the 12 million Americans directly affected by food allergy.
0: I understand that scientists say that food allergies are rapidly increasing over the last decade. What do you uh, attribute that to?
1: Well, we're seeing an increase in allergies in general, and food allergy falls under that umbrella. We don't know why we're becoming more allergic as a population, but it is clear that food allergy, particularly peanut allergy, is increasing in children In a five-year period, we saw a doubling of peanut allergy in children.
0: You mentioned peanuts, but there are some other common allergies in foods. What would those be?
1: Well, there are eight foods that cause 90% of the allergic reactions to the 12 million Americans. And those foods are milk, eggs, peanuts, tree nuts, which are almonds and pecans and so forth, fish, shellfish, wheat, and soy.
0: Hmm. Now... If I'm looking at a box of cereal or just some product I've bought, is it going to be easy to spot those things on the label or not? Or are there going to be things in there I'm wondering, what are these things?
1: Well, we are in a period of transition. In January of this year, a law went into effect requiring manufacturers to list simple terms, such as milk, on a label. Some products have those simple terms. Others don't. So for now, you've got to know the scientific terms such as ammonium caseinate for milk, semolina for wheat, albumin for egg. So you can see that it makes sense to get to simple language that all of us can understand.
0: Yeah. Is there a reason that food manufacturers use these mysterious terms instead of just the common language?
1: Well, for years, the food manufacturers who were following the regulations set by the Food and Drug Administration were writing ingredient information for food scientists, not consumers. The Uh idea that we would even want to understand what we're eating was not something that they were aware of. So it took a while for them to understand, not only do we want to know, we need to know if you're talking about someone with a food allergy.
0: We're talking on InfoTrack with Ann Munoz-Furlong, who is the founder of the Food Allergy and Anaphylaxis Network. And, Ann, let's say your child has a food allergy. You don't know it. You give your child a food. There's a reaction. What kind of risk are we looking at there?
1: Well, there's no way to know when a reaction begins how bad it will become. And that's why you need to take every reaction seriously. Over and over again we hear from parents that they gave their child a new food and the child might have had a little bit of swelling of the lips or a hive, a mosquito-like rash on the face and it went away and they didn't think anything of it. They introduced the food again, they get the same reaction. This might be an allergic reaction and you don't know when the immune system is going to decide that it's going to create a stronger reaction. So. Take all of these symptoms seriously. Talk to your doctor and see if your child developed a food allergy.
0: And how serious, if we're talking serious, I guess death is possible if there's a very severe reaction, right?
1: Yes, Chris. There are about 150 to 200 people every year who die from food allergy. 30,000 emergency room visits every year from taking a bite of a food that for most people would be completely harmless.
0: Mm. And there's no shot you can take really to prevent this. I guess they can give you a drug to ease the symptoms in an emergency, but no preventative medicine you can really take.
1: You're right. Right now, the only thing that someone with a food allergy can do is avoid that food. If they make a mistake, and studies show that they will make mistakes, they have to be ready to get to an emergency room if they have had severe reactions in the past. If they have epinephrine, an EpiPen or a Twinject, they need to carry that with them, use that medication, and get to the hospital as quickly as possible.
0: Is it possible at any age to develop a food allergy?
1: Food allergies can develop at any age. while well, they're common in children. We have adults who develop food allergy. Most common food that adults develop an allergy to is shrimp. And very often they'll tell us they used to be able to eat shrimp or lobster. One day they had it, got violently ill, and can't eat it anymore. That's the way a food allergy develops, and we don't know why the immune system decides what foods it's not going to like anymore. We do know that what causes the food allergy is a protein in the food, and so that's what makes all of these food allergies consistent. It's a protein in the food. The symptoms can be difficulty breathing, swelling of your face or your lips, or gastrointestinal symptoms, vomiting or diarrhea. The way you can tell that it's not a food poisoning it's because if you're sitting in a restaurant and eating a meal that other people are eating and only you have a reaction, that's not food poisoning. That may be an early warning of a food allergy developing.
0: And how quickly do these symptoms tend to develop when you do have an allergy?
1: Well, the symptoms can begin anywhere from minutes to two hours, and that's how you can tell it's a food allergy. It's pretty close to when you're eating the food. Most of the people who've had severe reactions tell us within seconds of putting the food to their lips They know something's wrong. Their lips start tingling, and they get a sense of impending doom, and slowly but surely the rest of the symptoms follow.
0: Hmm. Wow, that's scary stuff. In many cases, we hear about peanuts in the snacks they serve on airlines, that these are being removed or phased out, because even if you're not eating the snack, you could be several seats away and be affected, I guess, by the dust or whatever from the snack.
1: The issue on airplanes is very unique because if you're on the ground and you're uncomfortable, you can remove yourself from that situation. In an airplane, you're trapped. And there have been studies that show people have had reactions simply by inhaling the fumes of peanuts from when everyone is opening their peanut bags. So imagine you're sitting on a plane buckled in, 30,000 feet. You start to have your nose is itchy, your eyes are getting swollen. You don't know how bad this reaction will be. That's where the panic sets in. Now you've got to figure out, do you have the medication? Can they land the plane, or do they divert it and go somewhere else?
0: You founded the Food Allergy and Anaphylaxis Network. What led to that? Was it your own personal experience with a food allergy?
1: Well, when my daughter was 9 months old, 20 years ago, she was diagnosed with an allergy to milk and eggs, and it was a very long and painful process for us. To get a diagnosis, to get anyone to believe that a child could be allergic to these foods, there was no support for us at all. We had to figure this out on our own. Very often she had reactions, and I then figured out I had given her something wrong. And so because of that experience, I felt that... I needed to do something to help other people understand the condition and those who were affected not have to go through this process at the expense of their children. And that's where the idea for FAN got started.
0: Now you have a website that folks can visit, foodallergy.org. That's one word, foodallergy.org. And people can check out your organization and learn more about food allergies. Any last words of advice you'd have for A parent listening or a grandparent who might be preparing meals for children and just things to watch out for?
1: Well, you know, I think the key message here is that this is a medical condition. Take it very seriously. If you don't have a food allergy and someone tells you that they do or their child does, believe them. Don't try and test them and prove to them the child doesn't have an allergy because you could wind up killing that child by mistake. But if we all work together, there's no reason why we can't prevent these fatal reactions to food.
0: And Munoz-Furlong, who is the founder of the Food Allergy and Anaphylaxis Network, thanks so much for joining us today on InfoTrack.
1: Thank you very much. I'm glad to be here.
0: Next, the statistics are horrifying, especially if you're the parent of teen drivers. A must-hear interview is coming up. Stay tuned. Don't go away. InfoTrack will be back right after this.